Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. If you're staying around, sticking with us today, uh, why don't you look at your neighbor and say, uh, deflated, not defeated. Deflated, not defeated. Deflated, not defeated. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm reminded in life that sometimes uh, we go through tough situations in which we feel like maybe the enemy, or maybe, maybe the enemy's already told us, but that we feel that we're defeated, that we've already lost whatever we're battling against or we're worn with. And I was reminded this past week that sometimes in, in that feeling of defeat, that, that, that the war is not over, that the fight is not done, that maybe, just maybe, you just feel a little deflated and that you need a little something to get you over what you're going through. Um, I was reminded by this because um, this past weekend, or uh, specifically yesterday, uh, I had the great duty of being uh, daddy daycare for my two kids. Uh, my wife, Erica, has been uh, spending time with uh, her family. If you guys see Erica, be loving on her today. She, uh, their family um, suffered a, a loss of her grandmother this past week, and so she's going through a tough time. Uh, but as she's up there and supporting her family and loving on them and sharing memories, uh, I have got the responsibility of taking care of, uh, of my kids. And I'm going to tell you this. If you ever need someone to watch your kids when you're, and you're not available, don't call me, okay? I'm, I'm not the guy. Like, I, you need drywall work help? I'll, do, I'll help you with that. You, need help, you got boat issues? I'll help you with your boat. Um, I'll give you some advice. But don't call me to watch your kids because I'm, I'm just trying to survive watching my own kids. We got up early in the morning yesterday, and I was like, man, I'm going to take these kids on an adventure. We're going to have a good day. We get up early, and I said, okay, let's get in the truck, and we're going to go down to the beacon. We're going to have breakfast together. How many of you guys like the beacon? Love the beacon. Big fan of the beacon. We go to the truck. I'm like, where are my keys? They're in the truck. The truck is locked. And on top of that, the truck is dead. So I've got a dead truck with my keys locked inside. I'm off to a great start for adventuring with my kids. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, So I said, next best thing. You know what? Let's get on our bicycles. And we're going to ride down to the beacon. This could be a good, fun adventure. So everybody gets on their bicycles. Ben, he pulls out his bike. He's got his training wheels on. We get like maybe three blocks halfway there. And Ben's like groaning behind me. I'm like, what is going on, dude? Are you all right? We haven't even gone like two blocks. You have way more energy than this. He says, dad, my legs are hurting. And I look back and the poor guy doesn't have any air in his tires. Here we are again. Dad is killing it. I'm doing a great job setting my kids up for success. And now we're at a tough place where I'm like, well, we're halfway there. It's like, do you go back? Do you go? Poor guy had to ride with flat tires, half flat tires to the beacon and back because dad forgot to check the tires or the air in his tires. As I was watching him, though, I realized, you know, some of you guys don't know this. How many of you guys have been on a bike within the past year? Maybe it's been, how many of it's been north of two years? Maybe more than that? 
All right, so a lot of people, yeah, some people are like, I don't know when the last time. You think you could get on one now? Maybe not. Um, If you are on a bike and your tires are low on air, it becomes incredibly hard to pedal. It is like one of the toughest, most frustrating things if you've got to go anywhere on a bike and you don't have any air. Because it's, I bet you it takes two or three times the effort to pedal that bike and to get it going forward without air in the tires. So I get poor little Ben home, and uh, he finally, pedal, after huffing and puffing and pushing it half of the way, we get home. I say, okay, let's get the bike pump. We're going we're gonna to air up your tires. And he's like, no, I just want to go watch TV. I was like, I don't blame you. I don't blame you, but we're going we're gonna to push through. We air up his tires, and he gets back on his bike, and he rides around the parking lot. And, man, it's, it's, all, it's a whole different world. It's just a whole new day. He's going around, zooming around, not, not a care in the world, having a, good, having a good time. And in that moment, I thought, man, sometimes in our lives, sometimes in, in, in what we're going through, whether it's our finan- family dynamic whether it's uh, our job, whether it's uh, our emotional state or or even our physical state, sometimes we we feel like we're putting in so much effort. We're putting in so much power. We're struggling so much to get through, and we just can't get anywhere, and we just feel deflated. It's, It's a tough feeling to feel because you feel like you put in so much effort you so much effort into this thing that you care for and that you love, this thing that you value, but it just doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. You feel deflated. I, I, I don't think that that's the way Jesus wants us to live in, these, in this area of your life, this thing that you're struggling with. I don't think he wants you to feel deflated. I think as, you're, as you being his son and daughter, God's son and daughter, he wants to see you succeed just as much as I, I don't want to see Ben struggle with not having air in his tires, I, I want to see Ben go out and have a great time and, and experience an adventure. I think God wants the same thing for us, but sometimes the thing that we're missing is just a little bit of an inflation. I think specifically spiritually when we talk about this idea of, of not being deflated but being bolstered up, of being filled, I think it can only come through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit and the presence of God himself. I think it's, it's pretty unique that when you look into the Word, when you, when you study, the, 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 especially in the New Testament, when it talks about the Holy Spirit, it talks a lot about it being like wind. In Acts chapter 2, verse 2 to 4, this is after Jesus was put to the cross, after he came back to life and he ascended to heaven. He told the, the, the disciples, he said, I want you to go into Jerusalem and I don't want you to leave yet. Something's coming that's going to help you. It's going to encourage you. It's going to bolster you. It's going to give you the thing that you need to get through what's next. And it said this. They were all in the upper room. It says in uh, verse 2 of chapter 2 of the book of Acts, it says, Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone presented, was present was filled with the Holy Spirit, and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them the ability. It says there was this mighty rush of wind, this air that filled them with the Holy Spirit. 
that gave them the things they didn't need to, to, to go on to what's next. Not only that, you took these ordinary guys and they did something miraculous. It said that they started speaking in other languages. Jerusalem being the hub that it was, there was people from many different parts of the world and they heard these people speaking their own native tongue that they would not have known. Yeah, it was exciting. It was this miraculous thing that, that they could not have done on their own if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit that was breathed into them, that both, that filled them. You continue on John chapter 20, verse 20. This is Jesus after his death and resurrection. He returns and, and shows himself, reveals himself to his disciples. It says, as he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and in his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am now sending you. It says, then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. This, this inflation of something more than what they had. That, that maybe they could get through what they were going through, but for what was to come next, he said, I need to fill you. I need to, to get you, uh, you, you need to fill the pump of something else. We see that in, in Acts chapter 4, verse 31, that, that as they're about ready to go out, the, the, the disciples are praying for courage for what's to come. It says, after they... After this prayer, the meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they preached the word of God with boldness. I think, I think when it comes to maybe the area that you're feeling deflated in, I think, I think maybe you need some inflation, not the bad kind. We have plenty of that bad kind. We need some good spiritual inflation from the Holy Spirit. But I think it's something that, that only he can do if we let him. And I'm reminded that this is something that we all deal with, this, this idea of, of feeling deflated, no matter if, if we're a pastor of, of, of 15 years or, or whether this is your first day in church. This is something that we have all have in common at some point. I was um, texting back and forth with a pastor friend of mine. Um, he might be watching today, and I apologize. I didn't ask your permission to use this, Ken, but you're a great guy and will give me grace uh, anyways. You guys ever heard that thing, it's better to ask for forgiveness than for permission? I use that one way too much. Um, but Ken Kennerly is a good friend of mine. You've heard me talk about him in the past. Ken actually was a pastor here in New Smyrna Beach about six years ago. And they met specifically right here in this room. And when Erica and I started Coastline Church, we started on a little elementary school uh, on the beach. I get hit by a hurricane. Ken called me up the next day and said, hey, man, I heard from God. God told me that I'm supposed to give you all of our equipment in the area, this, this, this connection that we've made with the high school for you to meet and you do church here. And just gave over everything that God had blessed him with so that we could start Coastline Church, which was an incredibly faith-building thing for me to see a pastor do that. I'm super thankful that, I'm going to tell you, I don't, I don't know about the rest of the world, but I know specifically in New Smyrna Beach, there's some kingdom-minded churches and pastors that I'm thankful to serve alongside. I had two pastors, uh, not only did Ken text me this week, but I had two pastors this morning text me and say, hey, we're praying for you, we're praying for Coastline Church. I'm thankful for the kingdom-mindedness that's going on in this area. But Ken texted me this week, and, and in, a, in a time of, of just being transparent, of reaching out to a peer, he said, man, 
So, Brian, I just, this word came to me. I want to share it with you. So, I woke up this morning feeling grumpy. Anyone ever felt that before? Anybody wake up in the morning feeling a little grumpy? Wake, raise your hand if you wake up in the morning and, and maybe you're sitting next to someone who is a little grumpy in the morning. A couple people? Oh, yep, yep. A lot more hands ran up there. Um, he said, I went into the living room for coffee. He said, everything was a mess, right? I, can, I, I understand that. I've lived that before. He said, I started feeling worse. He said, I felt downcast and even more grumpy. He says, then I stopped and I listened, uh, or he said, I read the word, and I prayed for about five minutes or so. He said, I looked around, and then, uh, he said, the living area was a mess. He said, man, dog hair was everywhere. He said, I got a German shepherd. He said, the dog had ripped up some papers and put debris everywhere. He said, it just looked like a big cluster. He says, my mood darkened. As my thoughts began to swirl downward, I prayed and began picking up little bit by little bit. He said, I just kept praying and I kept picking up. I kept praying and I kept picking up. He said, after doing that a little bit, he said, I didn't feel like it, but I, I took a moment and I started to, to praise God. I started to sing. He's very clear in this. He says, I don't sing. I'm not a good singer. Even though he didn't feel like it, he continued to sing. And he said, suddenly, I felt, a, I felt a small skip in my step. And for no reason, the passage of Scripture stuck out to him where it says, my peace passes all understanding. He said, my peace, it can overtake the negative. He said, when it comes to the darkness he was feeling, he said, the the, the, the spiritual burden he was feeling, the deflation he was feeling. He said he, the peace of God came over him like a cool wave on a hot day. He said, I allowed this word to wash over me, over my mind and my spirit, and take the negative and, bright, uh, the negative and darkness away from me and put my mind on God. He said it changed. He said it wasn't instant. He said, but little by little, I changed. I began to feel my soul lift, and he finished with this. He says, only his word can do this. When circumstances and situations have not changed, his word can change us. And he texted me, he said, try it out. I'm thankful for a pastor that's able to be transparent with me. I'm gonna tell you that, that as, as, as a pastor, I wanna be transparent with you, let you know that when it comes to feeling deflated, this is something that's common that we've all felt. If you feel it, I, I want you to know you're not defeated but I want to challenge you to take steps to let the Holy Spirit come in and fill you to get back to where you need to be. There's two things I think you need to do when it comes to uh, receiving and opening yourself uh, to, to let the Holy Spirit come in and fill you up. I've got some props here next to me. Um, some of you guys see this beautiful pink bike. This is my bike. I'm going to do some, uh, I'm just kidding, this is Olivia's bike. I told her I would not try to do a bunny hop on it, even though I'm pretty sure I could. 40 years old, I still got it. Not even a problem. Um, there's something about being on a bike, though, that, that brings back all these joys of, of when I was a kid. Man, when I was a kid, like, parents didn't have, like, cell phone trackers on their kids or anything like that. I would be gone for, like, 8, 10 hours on and a day. I bet you I could have covered 40 miles on my bike. Not even a, not even a problem. I rode everywhere. But when your tires are low and they need inflating, there's a couple things you got to do. The first thing you got to do is you got to take a pump. How many of you guys know what this is? You got to take a bike pump and you got to hook it up to the tire. 
Now, in the tire, there's this thing called a valve, and the valve is a, is a, a two-way, it's a one-way uh, system that will open and close according to if the connection is strong enough between the pump and the tire. You've got to make the strong connection, and it's got to open up the opportunity for the air to be put inside of it. I think the same is true when it comes to us and, and the opportunity for the Holy Spirit to breathe into us. For him to inflate us, you've got to understand that we serve a God in heaven, that he is a gentleman. He will not force you to do anything. He will not make you do anything. You have free will. If you want him to come in and fill you up and give you what you need to get through what's next, you've got to open yourself up to him and say, have your way. I think one of the things that, that many of us miss is we don't take the time and say, God, I give you the opportunity to do with me what you want to do. We close ourselves off. We think, man, I'm going to get through it this way. I'm going to get through it that way. I've got a plan. But really what God says is, man, just let me, just let me air up your tires a little bit. Watching Ben this past week, man, I, or yesterday, I, I don't want to see that guy struggle through life. I want to give him the tools that he needs to do what he's going to go off and do. I think the first thing we got to do is we've got to open up ourselves and say, Holy Spirit, come in, have your way. I mean, second thing that you've got to do, I think, is it, it takes a little bit of an effort. As I, as I pumped up Ben's uh, first tire, the front tire, I, I started pushing on it, and I, after about three or four pumps, I, it was done. I undid it and screwed it on. It was ready to go. As I went to go to the next one, I thought, I was like, man, I could do this no problem. But what would be better is if I taught my son how to do it. And so I, had, I said, Ben, come over here. I'm going to teach you something. And Ben being like, I think he's seven years old. Seven? My son's seven? Yes. My wife looks at me like I'm an idiot. That's all right. Um, seven years old, he's, he doesn't really have the strength that, like, dad might have. Becomes, he gets a hold of it, and he, he pumps. And he, it might, might take 10 or 20 more pumps, but he gets it done. He put in the work. He put in the effort. He made the connection. I think sometimes the reason why we feel so deflated is we've not put in the effort or the work to make the connection with God, to make that, that strong connection with the Holy Spirit and say, come in and, and fill me. Action is important. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16 to 17 says this. It says, let the message of, about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. He goes on to say this. He says, teach and counsel each other. Those are actions. It's talking about building each other up in community. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of of the Lord Jesus God, or Jesus giving thanks through him to God the Father. Sometimes the connection with the Holy Spirit requires some, some action on your end. Colossians chapter 3, verse 10 says this. It says, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator. Become like him. Put on your new nature. It requires action. And lastly, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 to 15, it says this. It says, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with tender heart of mercy, kindness, humility, 
gentleness, and patience. Make allowances for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the peace that comes from Christ rule your hearts. At the end of that day, um, we got home and Ben wanted to quit. He was like, I want to go watch TV. I said, no, let's get the air pumping. As we pumped up the tires, he went and got back on his bike and he started having a good time. He said, man, there was, some, there was a whole different world when, he, when everything was inflated the way it was supposed to be. And as he's riding around, I said, man, dude, you're seven years old, like, you shouldn't be rolling around on train, training wheels. You're getting too old for training wheels. Ben didn't like that. He said, no, 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 we're good. We're good. Super happy with the training wheels. I said, no, we're taking them off. Let's go. So I got my tools out and went to pull the training wheels off, and he's a little nervous, and I get him on it, and I said, it's all right, dude. I'm going to hold on to you. I'm going to hold on to your seat, and, and I'm going to walk next to you. I'll be your training wheels for you. And as he got on, he, he took one pedal, and I, I didn't even hold that kid's seat for, like, maybe two seconds. As I let it go, that kid was off to the races. I got a video I was able to post on Facebook, he, him taking his training wheels and throwing them away in the trash yesterday. It's, 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 not, a big deal for, it's not a big deal for you because – Ben's not your son, and that's fine. I don't, I don't, I'm not that parent where I need you to celebrate in what my son is doing. But as a father, I'm going to tell you right now, there was no greater feeling in the day than seeing my son who went from struggling at something to going beyond what he imagined would happen in that day. The adventure that he had yesterday because of that was greater than what he could have even imagined before. the things he was able to do with just a little bit of air being put in his tires. I think through all these guys in the Bible that we talk about on a regular basis, through Peter, the fisherman, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I know a lot of fishermen that fish for a living. These guys, these guys are tough dudes. They have a tendency of being real salty, yelling at people, and they don't have to yell at them so much. Jesus picks these guys to come follow him. And because the Holy Spirit breathes life into him, he would go on to build what would be the church. The Apostle Paul, who planted so many churches and writes most of the New Testament, before that, before he starts this, he's called Saul. And in the Bible specifically, you see that, that as he goes from being Saul to Paul, the difference is separated by one sentence in which it says Saul, who then received the Holy Spirit, would then later, be on, would later go on to be called Paul. And from there on, that's what you hear him referred to. This man that was persecuting Christians. This man that, that did not want to see anything with Jesus thrive would go on to do something greater and better than he couldn't even, even imagine. 
because of the Holy Spirit living inside of him. And so church, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I watch the news. I see what's on Facebook and Instagram. And, and there's not a whole lot of hope for this world except for through Jesus Christ. And I know that the only way that he's, the way that he has designed for the world to be affected by him is through the church, through you. Not a building or a facility or a logo on a shirt, but specifically through you. If you allow the Holy Spirit to come in, say, have your way. If you'll put in a little bit of effort in connecting with him, I promise you, you'll do more and greater things than what you can even imagine. I'm here today as proof. So I want to challenge you with this. Today, if you're here, if you never said, Holy Spirit, come in and have your way with me, I want to challenge you to make that decision and to let him in and let him do what he wants to do. I promise you, your, your life will change for the better. Second thing is this, is if you're here today and you're feeling deflated, I, I want to let you know the enemy is trying to make you think that you're defeated, but that's not the case. Because with just a little bit of breath breathed into you, a little bit of the Holy Spirit, you're going to do far greater than what you can even imagine. As I see my son go from struggling about his legs burning and him wanting to give up and hop off his bike and pushing it with just a little bit of air, a little bit of inflation, He's on to an adventure beyond what he could imagine. And I know that that's what our Heavenly Father wants for you and me. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, you know what we're dealing with, what we're struggling with. You know the areas in which we're weak. I pray that right now in these areas where we are deflated, that you would give us the courage and the freedom to surrender to you that we would invite you in, that you would have your way in us, that you would breathe fresh life, that your Holy Spirit would give us the, the tools that we need, the courage that we need that would bolster us up and fill us in preparation for what you're calling us to. God, I thank you for what you're doing in our lives individually. I thank you for what you're doing in our families. I thank you for what you're doing in our church. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.